beautiful people of the internet, welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer, Boston McDrown. Joining us in the Zencaster studios is the time being Chop Arnold. There it is. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Nice. Our ever humble host, Ryan Ripley. Oh, believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to kind of go with more like rip and tear with that one, but it didn't. It just sounds like. Yeah, I get it. You know what? It's the effort. I do think it's awesome that you started us tonight with the song Zombie, though. You know what? You are correct. I did start it with Zombie, Don't Say Anything Else. Okay. All right. I am zipping my lips. And joining us in the studio are two members of the local group Scope, which is... Uh, I had it. I had it. I lost it. Oh, no. Supernatural, cryptozoological, occult, paranormal. Did I, did I screw it up? No, you're good so far. Encounters. Ah. All right. I like scope uh, better. We'll just, we'll just see the scope. Join us in the studio. Gastly McGee and Susan Dead. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yep. So tonight is, this is our Halloween episode. We're going to, as Boston said, we're going to talk to two of the members. And Scott's like a junior member. Adjacent mm-hmm. member, I think Boston said, of Scope. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, scary stuff. We're going to talk about horror films. We're going to talk about horror games. And then we're going to communicate with Bingy on an Ouija board. And he'll give us like a fun take on something. Does that sound about right? Sounds good. Does. Hey, can okay. I put a request in that we always communicate with him via Ouija board? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. He's not a good speller, though. So I, does the, do, we, do Ouija boards have spell check now? I mean, it's 2020. They should. They should, honestly. Yeah. Because I wonder if there's ever any ghost that's like, you know what? Back up. Start that over again. I, I, I That's not what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting to deal with the Ouija board that autocorrect. Surely there's an app for that now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. There's an app yeah. for everything. Absolutely. Now, Scott, you have the what I think is the scariest Ouija board I've ever heard of. Oh, yes. I, I did order a custom-made Ouija board. I believe it was from Russia. It's it's pretty impressive. But yeah, it's it's kind of intimidating looking for sure. Yeah. Were you allowed to bring it into Robbie's house when you were living there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was, oh, he so was Robbie was it. okay with it. Okay. All right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Not allowed to bring it to some of the places we go to, like Waverly, for instance. Uh, they, they don't allow that there. But yeah, it's it's very cool. I, I love it. That seems like you're just tempting fate. Exactly. And that's, that's how they feel about it, too. Yeah. 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 I'd imagine. I bet there are all kinds of rules. So Susan and Ashley, when did you guys form Scope? Or is it something is this something that you formed yourself or was it something that you became part of? So it it kind of started a little bit because before I moved here in 2012, I'd already been doing a little bit of ghost investigation by myself when I lived up in Jersey. But I found out that there wasn't a whole lot of people that were into it. And I, I got kind of picked on a little bit by my friends mm-hmm. for my uh, supernatural hobby. But when I moved down here, I met Ashley and Willoughby. And right after we started dating, I booked a trip to go to Waverly and Ashley went with us. And the mm-hmm. three of us had so much fun. We're like, well, let's start doing this on the regular and we'll make a group so we can start to actually take friends with us. And Willoughby's actually the one who came up with the group's name. And that was probably around, what, 2014-ish? It was 2014. Oh, wow. So you guys have been going strong for a little over six years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at math. (laughs) (laughs) So 
so <laughs> how many how many members are there in scope at the moment, including like junior members like Scott? Great question. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 kind of hard to say because um, right now, if you go to our Facebook page, we have 109 members, but okay. not all of those people go on hunts with us because we have a lot of criteria and a lot of rules and stuff before you can go with us. And oddly enough, I got a random invite to do an interview with a WBIR. Mm-hmm. And after that, our Facebook page got flooded with people oh. wanting to join us. Really? So, oh, yeah. I bet. For somebody to join Scope, what is the criteria? What do they have to do to become a member? Have an interest in the paranormal. And it doesn't even mean that you have to believe in it. We actually really like to take skeptics with us. Um, okay. Usually have go, at least Ryan. one or two that go with us. Yeah. And and I guess that makes sense because you don't want people that are just, it's just like with conversations with people, you don't want everybody that's in the same bubble. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to, you want to have to challenge your beliefs in a way, right? Is that's Is that kind of like why you do it? Like make sure that you bring skeptics with you? A little bit. And I mean, Ashley can confirm this. Like we really try hard to debunk things too. We don't want to just blindly accept everything as paranormal. It's Mm -hmm. really important to rule out evidence and make sure that you're not buying everything. Like we have a great story where Ashley debunked the situation we had in Old South Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. What's that story? So down in the basement, there was a rumor that people could pick up the scent of cigar smoke. And we were down there and we were, you know, just kind of doing our normal investigation, you know, questions and walking around and discussing. And then I'll be darned if we did not smell like straight up cloves, like it smelled exactly like cigar smoke. And then I kept walking down the hallway a little bit more and I'm like, that's getting a little stronger. And I went behind this bathroom door that was there and I'm like, there's no way. And there was an air freshener in there that was probably 30 years old, still huh. going strong. And it, that's oh, really, wow. yeah, we don't try to accept oh, wow. everything at face value and what's given to us. We try to, you know, see if there's a reasonable explanation and then kind of go from there with whatever we've got. Now that I think is definitely the way to do it. We did not get the name of the the brand of the air freshener. It was long gone. That's amazing. Though, thirty years. I mean, it's smelling oh, like kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's smelling like cloves now. So that's probably not a great thing. <laughs> hey, but thirty years later, it's still smelling of something. Well, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is if you were in this bathroom, and she can also vouch for this, it was the grossest bathroom I've ever been in in my whole life. Oh, like it oh, looked like no. that was one of the most horrifying things in that building. Well, we oh, said it was gosh. the worst toilet in Scotland. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the fact that that air freshener was still going that strong after that long in that bathroom, it's a miracle by itself. I guess we could still say it's somewhat paranormal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. But it's how it is. Like the old stuff, like I remember my grandma used to have this TV that was there basic on the whole life. It had the knob at the top and the knob at the bottom. And that thing still works to this day. Whereas, like, I'll get an HD TV and I have to replace that thing in like three or four years. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy with the yep. way that stuff works. Now, the the Facebook page is just scope, right? With like dots between the letters. That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. But no, that's the, so you you basically just try to make sure that you weed out like any. You don't care about skeptics, but you don't want like trolls, right? <laughs> Not we don't want trolls and we don't want people that are going to be disrespectful to the spaces we go to. Like Scott talked about okay. Waverly, you can't take Ouija boards. And each place that you investigate, 
they're going to have unique rules that are based on their facilities and sometimes their beliefs. And it is very important for people who go with us to understand that we are guests. And mm-hmm. whether we agree with the rules or not, we are going to follow them. We yeah. also want people that are going to have fun. We don't want people that are going to bring everybody down and not try to enjoy the experience because you might go to a facility and not experience anything. And that's fine for us. Like we're okay with that. If we leave a really yeah. cool exp- a building and all we'd got to do was walk around a very cool building. Yeah, no, no, right. that's we why know I know actors and performers. So yeah, I don't, right. want to, I don't want to experience anything. I just want to have myself a nice, nice time eating a bowl of chili in the safe room. <laughs> playing my switch just uh enjoying myself that's probably what happened to that bathroom then <laughs> oh nice. yeah we could really use no. some of those those air fresheners here <laughs> so waverly was the first thing that you guys went to as a group but susan you said when you're growing up in new jersey you always kind of have fascinated with this kind of stuff did you do mm-hmm. any like paranormal research stuff like that while you lived in jersey I did. I did an investigation at Fort Mifflin, and that's a bigger one that's actually been uh, featured on like live streams for ghost hunters. Um, I did Burlington County Prison. I did a library that was up there that had some cool stories, and I actually got a cool picture there. And just uh, the Pine Barrens, they're actually really known for hauntings and cryptids. They have the Jersey Devil there. Which is actually- now you're talking about the Pine Barrens. I mean, this is just my reference point from the episode of Sopranos, right? Yeah, uh, same ones. Yeah, okay. I mean, it is a dumping ground for all sorts of fun stuff. So mm. a night in the Pine Barrens is quite interesting. But just basic stuff like that. I didn't go too crazy because that stuff gets expensive. And okay. if you don't have friends to go with, you don't have anybody to share the pain. Because most of these places, you you try you guys try to rent them out for the night, right? Yes. Right. So that way you don't get to run into as many jerks that aren't, that kind of just lessen the fun of it. Yeah. Right. You like to be around more people that you are more connected with. Right. And we like to have okay. a good idea that our evidence is not, you know, contaminated by other people and their goings on, you know, on a different floor down the hallway. It's just good for us okay. to know. Now, and also places like Waverly, it's so it's so big. You can still take a large group of people. Like we usually, you know, what it's ten plus sometimes. Oh wow! You still can have plenty of places to go where you're not overwhelmed by being with everybody because it's so it's such a, a huge building. Do they usually just keep it all just completely unlocked for you and just say have fun and just leave you? For us, they do. They're used to us now, but yeah. Okay. Um, most of the places that we go to. We usually, we again, this is why we're so careful about who we take with us, is we cultivate a really good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. The last time we went to Waverly, the guy actually let us help lock up because he knew we were cool and we would take care of the place and respect it. So, Yeah, and Tina okay. ordered us pizza that time. <laughs> what? That would be awesome. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the you guys are sitting there time, yeah. eating pizza, and then you're going to see a piece of pizza float out the room. That would be amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. So before, okay, let's start, let's, beforehand, Ashley, were you doing a lot of paranormal research like that before you and Susan met? Not at all. Waverly was my first official hunt. Okay. So it's something that you were always interested in, but this was like the first time that you really like, hey, I want to try this and see what happens. Pretty much. 
I I guess okay. I had the start that I would say many of us had with, you know, we had a couple of maybe unexplained things that I ran into when I was younger. And then I started watching some mm-hmm. of the ghost shows that became really popular. And I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily believe in all of this, but I might as well go out there and try my hand at it because this is really interesting. And I've never looked back. <laughs> when you guys go to like a place like Waverly, right? Because it seems like that's that's the place you guys go to, what, twice a year? We have gone twice. Usually once or twice. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of equipment do you bring with you to do, like, your, your research? A little bit of everything. We've got night vision cameras. Okay. We have a spirit box, which is basically something that scans through radio stations. And the idea is that there's already words being, you know, put across that radio frequency. Something could, you know, easily pull out a word already been being used, kind of like Bumblebee, and, you know, use that to communicate. Okay. We have thermal cameras yeah. to see differences in temperature around us. We have voice recorders just to catch, you know, things that we can't hear with our own ears. What else, Susan? You need okay. anything? K2s? Uh, we have K2s, laser grids. What's a K2? It basically reads electronic signals. So okay. it's, it's actually a tool that electricians use themselves. And it's to try to find like live wires and things along those lines. And it actually has like a little light on it that'll go up from a green to orange to red. So it'll tell you how strong the signal is. The trick with that is because it is something that's used in real practice, you have to be careful about false readings from it. So Mm -hmm. buildings like Waverly that pretty much have no electricity in it, it's wonderful for, but if you go to like, we did the Bijou two or three weeks ago. Okay. That thing was going on all night long. Yeah. But we were like in the basement and there's cables everywhere. And okay. so one of the, this was one of those that we did with strangers and they were like, oh my gosh, there's a ghost mm. here. And we're like, uh, you're right under a power box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just like rolling your eyes going amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> so you bring the K2s, anything else? That pretty much covers all of it. Like, all, you know, honestly, cameras are about the best thing that you can bring if you're starting out. Okay. Even your cell phone camera is really great for that. Just because a lot of times people will get equipment and, I'm sure both Scott and Ashley can vouch for this. Like that first night that you'll see them, they'll have like two handfuls of stuff and they're trying to juggle between like temperature control and K2 and uh-huh. all of this stuff. And they're not actually paying attention and they could have a ghost right in front of them and not see anything. Just get a camera and just kind of experience the place is one of the things I recommend. Okay. So you say like the first time you go, just don't even really worry about all the equipment, just like a simple camera and just explore and okay yeah you don't want to experience it all through a screen oh yeah it's like a concert you always see those people that will be at the concert and the whole time they're taking pictures or recording parts of it it's like you're not really enjoying the concert yeah i've struggled with that myself like uh you know especially the first time i went to waverly i like balancing trying to get all my equipment and then just experiencing being there uh it's 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 a it's a balance you want you want to do you know i will not have that problem i will not be saying how can I get a really cool picture to post on Facebook that'll get me a lot of likes? No, I, won't, I even, won't worry about that. Do you even use Facebook anymore? I use it occasionally. <laughs> Just occasionally. Right? I'll okay. check on it randomly. That's such a lie. Like today I fought with a steakhouse <laughs> all day. I oh, mean, they deserved it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. All right. So when you guys get there, do you all have like this person's handling this equipment, this person's handling this equipment, and it's kind of like all business or is it just like, people go use what they want and just like kind of explore the whole night. We kind of spread it out a little bit. So uh, I kind of feel like Ashley's our tech person. She's really done a great job of 
acquiring a lot of equipment and really getting a good handle on how to use all of it. Okay. I almost don't use anything beyond a camera at this point. Willoughby uses some night vision and he has a couple other things, but most of the equipment that I own, I usually pass around to people that are, it's their first time. So oh, that's cool. that way yeah, that they get a little bit of fun with it. They're really good about doing that because they, they have so much equipment they bring. So if you're new or you don't have a lot uh, they, that you brought with you, uh, you know, we have extra stuff that Ashley and Susan both are really good about letting people use it. Oh, that's awesome. That's definitely the way to do it. And because I imagine this equipment's not super cheap. Not quite, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do like um, memberships or anything like that to try to pitch in money to get the equipment? Or is just everybody like buys what they can and just basically shares it like communism basically we buy what we can and yeah it's it's communist ghost hunting like we <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> there you go boston yeah we've never <laughs> kind of even with the with charging people to go with us yeah it's been brought up a bunch as far as like oh you guys could pay for your own tickets by having people pay a little bit extra and we don't do that everybody okay. pays exactly the cost and if they want help buying equipment we'll help them and show them where to go and the best deals and the most reliable stuff. But for the and most part, for that. they did that for me. I can definitely vouch for that. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. We basically tell them to, you know, bring a flashlight and a camera and you can borrow whatever we have. We know that everybody, you know, is kind of at least at one point, probably seen a show or something and wants to get their hands on that kind of equipment. But you know, you don't want to drop the change on that for your one trip that you may go on if it's not going to be mm -hmm. your thing afterwards. So. We try to be generous yep. with the equipment. That's definitely the way to do it. So when you first get to a place like, let's say Waverly, right? Before you get there, like you've paid, you bought your, the night pass and everything like that. Do you all have like a bunch of stuff that you have to sign? Like before you start it, like how they do in escape rooms? Um, like what's the process like before when you're entering to when you're investigating? Yeah, there's usually like a waiver. Um, and there's okay. not even always that. <laughs> like you'd be surprised. <laughs> oh my yeah, it's 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 surprisingly little, but it basically a lot of times it'll just say if I get hurt or if I get possessed or something, it's not their fault. Um, oh God, that would be yeah. the weirdest lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Your head spinning around, you're spitting up pea soup. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and then they just like, have to prove that it wasn't who I was beforehand, yeah. which would be a tough case. And the judge right. is like, "I'm sorry, but your human host uh, signed this waiver, so you're out of luck, Bezel Bob. You won't be getting any money from Waverly." <laughs> Curses. Um, so basically, you signed the waiver, the, the Waverly. You signed the waiver form, and then I think Scott, had, you had mentioned they show you like a video before you start. Uh, they give us a tour. Oh, Did they show us a video? I don't remember. It depends. Uh, on I've, I haven't had any place that hasn't done a video yet. Okay. But they give you a tour, kind of like telling you like the quote unquote hot spots in basically, the... yeah. They'll, yeah. So they'll they'll give you a tour, kind of like uh, tell you some back history of what what they've experienced in the past and you know, in these type of rooms, and then you know after the tour is over, you pretty much have your free roam, free reign to go wherever you want. Okay. And what was Waverly before this? Before it became a place to go investigate hauntings um it had been abandoned for quite a few years but it was a sanitarium for a while for tuberculosis patients and then it was oh. geriatric geriatric for, yeah for a while and then whenever tina and them bought it it had been empty and pretty much just vandalized constantly for mm. a while and she bought it back because she loved the property she actually lives on property not oh, really in, yeah she doesn't live in the hospital but she she's in an apartment right next to it Huh. So, but she genuinely loves the place and she 
she respects it and she expects the people who come there to do so as well. But okay. um, like she gets old patients that um, are family members of patients that have come back. To so visit early. And, yeah, it's really cool. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she told us that if you uh, if you if you're wanting to work at Waverly, one requirement is that you have to spend the night in the in the, the whole place and make it all night to be able to work there. Isn't isn't that, you have that to find a toy for an item? Yep, with no flashlight. Wait, they hide a toy in there? Yeah, that's the craziest job interview oh, ever. I yeah. know. And you don't get to use a flashlight. Light. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Got you. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's what you say would uh, they have to, to survive the night because I bet that freaks out a lot of people. Oh yeah, oh, it's yeah, a good sure. weed out process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but my buddy that I took with me for the first time, he's not into this kind of stuff at all. It's it's Gedalia, you, you know. Oh, and describe Gedalia for everybody that doesn't know Gedalia. Uh, like his looks, wise or personality, or what? Everything. Just so he's <laughs> about. A he's a he's a probably about six two, six three, black man probably weighs almost 300 pounds that's hurtful he's a, he's a big big boy yep <laughs> i'm just trying to, to i know i'm just kidding with you go ahead yeah but he's, he's like really mostly like just big bone you know uh he's a big dude basically but he's also just a big teddy bear you know Aww. he's a softy uh yeah so like i didn't even think so my, my best friend ryan thank you oh <laughs> not this ryan hmm. hurtful all right well, go ahead. He was sorry to, well he was supposed to uh, be going with me that year but he he went to Comic-Con or, or one of those cons that came back deathly sick, so he couldn't go. So I convinced him to come with me, and basically after the, the experience was over, he would he will never go back. Could not pay him to go back to Waverly. No, he, absolutely. Like, he ran. Him and uh, yes. Morgan, too. Morgan yes. with us, too. Oh! Yes. And they both freaked out. Yeah, but oh. Morgan's mom loved it, and she still ghost hunts without Morgan with us. Yes. So Morgan's <laughs> like, I'm done. Morgan, yeah. <laughs> Morgan was in her mom's arms, and Gedalia ran was in your arms. arms. No, 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 no. He almost ran this little, this little tour guide over. <laughs> yeah, she, she was she was like a little small, tiny thing. Uh-huh. And yeah, and I'll, at some point, I'll, I'll go over the story of what happened. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he was he will never go back. No, I'd go on with the story. Tell us the story. Well, okay. Well, uh, so my I had two major ones that happened my first trip to Waverly, and both happened to have Gedalia involved. So we, you know, we all were doing our tours, you know, doing separate places. Uh, and at one point, I Gedalia had noticed that he lost his earbuds, had no idea where they were. So we went off together just by ourselves to try to find it. And we got to I think it was the second or third floor. I can't recall which. And there, which one is it that that they, they they say is the kids' room? The kids' floor is that three? I believe so. Are you talking about Timmy? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, Timmy's the third floor. Timmy's yeah. The fifth floor is was the children's ward, but Timmy okay. is the little boy ghost that's usually seen on third. That he's maybe I, th- I think it was on third. Uh, but right, he's a rogue. <laughs> so we got on the on the third floor. We got to the room and, and kind of you have to picture Waverly. You know that it's pitch black. The only light is the one coming from outside, like from, you know, the moonlight and things. So you can still see, but it's very, very creepy. So we get in there. There's a, a little kid's ball that we found over in the corner. So I guess me and Gedali would have been hired. We, we found a toy. You know? <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I go over to the ball and we just kind of start kicking it back and forth, just just, just goofing off. And then, so I, I decided I, I was going to kick down the hallway. And, and I just barely did it. It wasn't very hard. I did. I kicked down the hallway. And it goes into the very first room onto the left. So, so you got this long hallway 
then there's kind of rooms on each side that you can go into. I kick it in the, in the first room. Immediately, Gedalia is freaking out already. He was like, you kick it in the room. That's great. Way to go. You know, you know, you know how G is. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I, we were kind of standing around just talking and looking down the hallway. And probably a full minute, maybe even longer, had passed. And the room we kicked the, that I kicked the ball in, the only way I can describe it is there was a, it almost sounded like a demonic, scraping sound banging clashing scraping sound came came from that room uh and i had my uh evp recorder out at, at, at the time and i actually caught it on that uh that's okay. how loud it was oh damn uh, gee uh, i'm surprised he didn't have to change his, his pants <laughs> like he was uh no no i'm out i'm out I gotta go i'm out no nope. i was like and of course you know i was not going to leave until i went into that room I had to see what was going on and g was more terrified to be by himself than than he was, I was scared of going into the room. So, huh. so I, I go into the room just to check it out, and he, of course, comes in with me. There's nothing in that room. Uh, it's completely empty. You know, the ball is just a little small thing. That a, there was no way that the ball could have made that noise. Uh, it, it, it was impossible. Two, it would, it had already stopped moving at that point um, because it had been over a minute since I kicked it in. Uh, I even timed it on my EVP recorder later. Uh, and so it, it wasn't like it was bouncing around, just me- causing chaos. It, it, the, nothing was was happening. There was nothing in the room that fell down. It was completely empty except for that ball. So that that was my first experience. Okay. I have no way. To, and I, I'm with I'm with Susan and Ashley. I like to try to disprove things too. I don't want to think something's there and it's not. But yeah. I have no way to disprove that. Okay. It's unbelievably freaky. And yeah. the second thing that happened was the part where he knocked over the god almost and morgan was in her mom's arms so we <laughs> we we uh we were there were a few of us walking around and we just happened to run into one of the the, the gods they kind of sometimes just tour the the building make sure everything is fine you know we just happened to run into it to her we said hey we'll we'll just follow you for a little bit and she says yeah that's fine just come with me uh so we get up to this room or this floor uh and it's just us just us and the one guy there's nobody else on on, on that floor so okay. we were walking down the hall and we had the i had a, a little ghost box out take some evp recorders and you know we were kind of like just testing the water saying hey if there's anybody here can you just show us a sign you know kind of the usual yeah and then the way we were walking it it, it was pretty far away but we heard a door slam shut loud as could be clear as day you know so I mean, people started freaking out a little bit you know how, how that would, would be I started saying, "Hey, you know, if this is if this is uh, if this is really you, a spirit here, you know, can you make the door slam shut again? Just let us know you're here." Sure enough, another door slam shut. Oh, <laughs> this is where it gets really freaky, though. So we start. Okay. We're, we're at this point, we're kind of slowing down a little bit, you know, or we're, we're kind of edging our way towards where we're walking, but not very fast. A door we had just passed directly behind us, directly behind us, slammed shut. That's the point where Morgan jumped in her mom's arms almost, and, and G about ran over the god. <laughs> so this was, is after the Timmy thing, too. So G's already yeah, like... Yeah, he's already freaked out. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, so he, he was done for. I know, so, I'm surprised he didn't stay in the safe room the rest of the night. Oh, so he didn't. To his credit, no, he actually no, got he, back out. He did. He was with, with us almost the entire night, I think. Good job, Gedalia. Uh, I know. There was a third thing that happened that I didn't that involved me, but I didn't know anything about it uh, until later yeah. when when he when G told me. So there was a there was a group of us, and I forget what floor it was on. We were all gathered in a in, a, in like a little hallway. Some some people were kind of checking things out uh, down down the hallway, and then I decided to go by myself. I wanted to kind of see if I experienced anything just me. So I started walking down the hallway and forget what happened. I may have picked up something, but you know, then I came back. So later on, 
get you know Gedalia told me he saw me walking down the hallway and you have to understand Gedalia is not the type of person to make this kind of stuff up uh, you okay. know he, he, this is not his thing he's not like trying to act like something's there when it's not so I, he's definitely credible as far as the witness with, with this concern yeah he told me that he saw me walking past this this room that someone came out of the room and he thought it was he thought it was one of us so he, he said who was who was walking behind scott who, who who came out of that room and they were all looked at him like no one there's nobody here we're all we're all there we're all here so he said <laughs> it just looked like a, the form of a person he could make it out of the details but it just started following me so you guys should I have messaged with him and said wait scott's been dead for 10 years <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you mean well, scott? what are you talking about the, the next I... investigation i'm using that joke 100 <laughs> yes yes, yes. Yes. Please do. Yes. Now, and, and he didn't uh, even tell me that love right away. He, I don't think he told me that until after we were done. He probably was trying to put it all together. That was a stressful night for him. Here's it the was. Thing. I used to. They used to do like free movie passes at my comic book store. I took him to see Constantine, the one with the uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, uh, such a good yeah. movie. Yeah, it was kind of incredible because at the beginning of it, Gadaya had his seat. It was the the one across from the the East Town Mall, and Gadaya has a seat where he likes. But Betsy Pickle the local oh, yeah. newspaper critic had basically took that seat, two seats next to her and actually had a rope around it. And that made Gedalia mad. So before the movie yeah. started, Gedalia was in the back, basically heckling Betsy Pickle. But as that movie went on, Gedalia got more and more scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I believe it. 100%. Like, I, saw, I took him to that movie and then an exorcism movie. And that was about all that Gedalia could have. By the time we left that movie, Gedalia was a mess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Gedalia does not take well to any kind of like scary no. things. And of course, we took him to the most haunted place, one of the most haunted places in the yes, world. Yeah. Absolutely. I, th- I think I traumatized my boy there a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, him and Morgan. I'm going to ask Morgan about that. That's amazing. Now, the funny thing is, Morgan did go back with us on one more investigation. So, okay. She yeah. was like trans Allegheny with us with her mom, but she went where? Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. So it's another oh. one of the big ones. And okay. it's in West Virginia. And she went, was it this so year? Um, it was last year. It was last year. last year. This year we went with Chris and a couple others. Yeah, we had a much smaller group this year. Okay. Because COVID world. So yep. we, we wanted to see how they were handling things before we started bringing more people. Yeah, that okay, makes sense. Okay, now that makes sense. But yeah, I guess like that's one of the good things where the pandemic isn't really hurting that because usually you're in big kind of enclosed but big areas and you're with small groups yep and mask policies are still like very much a thing so the, oh yeah the the three that we've done this year have all been very strict with masks so and they also even if they allowed more people in they kept you in a group with the people you came with so okay. you weren't experiencing problems with being around a bunch of strangers breathing on you well no, other than ghosts i mean but you know. yeah 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 no but you know you, you got more things to worry about than COVID. You got ghosts to worry about. Ghost fit? I don't know. Ghost fit? Delete that, <laughs> delete that part, Boston, and put in a better joke. Edit in a funnier joke there. Wow. Damn. <laughs> um, flat out. What do you want? Actively ghost hunting? No. Yeah. Uh, I went a couple. I went a couple, but it was. But the guided tours? Yeah. <clears throat> and we were hoping. <laughs> um, it was random places by that like we always went um we always went west for vacations to see point and they would try to mix it up every year and just find random touristy things that happen to be there i think one of them was in like arizona or new mexico but i don't know for sure kind of 
But have you guys ever got any like photographic evidence of, of a ghost? I would say we have photographic evidence of things that we really cannot explain, and some of them have taken a humanoid shape, yes. Okay. That's a very PC answer, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, I'm also using the word ghost because just that I'm, I'm basic. But <laughs> now, isn't there a picture, I don't know, I think Susan, you had before about on the rooftops of Waverly? She has one of the most impressive ones that we've ever gotten that she took on Waverly's rooftop. Uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, it is impressive. Yeah, I did get that picture on the rooftop of Waverly. That was actually, it was me, Willoughby, Ashley, and Marsha was with us. So that was, that was our Marcia, second Marsha, 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 Marsha. Um, <laughs> so what happened there? Explain the story about, like, set that up. So it's your second time. You're on the rooftop. So what happened was this was actually one of those public tours that we're talking about. It was kind of the first time that we really got to spend quite a bit of time there. All of the other people that were supposed to be there left. It was just the four of us that were basically in the building for the rest of the night. Like we were holding strong and we were on the fifth floor, which you have to climb upstairs, by the way, like so many stairs, get your cardio in if you're going to ghost hunt. So we're on the fifth floor rooftop and I'm taking a picture of just, there's cool gargoyles on the roof. It's just awesome. It's a great mm-hmm. view too. It there. really is. It's a, it's a cool place to be. And I was, had my camera facing towards room 502, which is very infamous for being haunted there. What I took it a, haunted? so there was a nurse that committed suicide. There's lots oh, of God. different rumors around it. They can confirm that a nurse committed suicide. I don't really go into much of the other rumors beyond the fact that the okay. only thing we're sure of is she had tuberculosis and whoa, she got, she probably caught it there. Yeah. She caught it there. Most of the people that worked there, I had to live on property. So once you decided that you wanted to work at Waverly, you were there because they couldn't have you going in and out and spreading around that. It's funny oh, how we God. don't know Not that like, in this day and age, but they figured it out. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, wow. Okay. So she, she caught, tuberculosis and hung herself in fact it was right in front of the elevators uh, that don't work and have not worked for a long time now but they're still there and tina actually when she the owner when she gave us a tour gave us a good rundown of the story on it so that's that's kind of why i had my camera facing that way and i took the picture and you can see willoughby ashley and marsh's heads in the picture and in the doorway is a figure that looks like his arms are crossed and is mm-hmm. looking at the camera, and it is a big, tall figure that you can see through. And it oh. is very, very clearly a person to me. Now, the next time we went back, we mm-hmm. found we took my nephew and put him in the doorway because he was about like the same kind of slim, tall build. Could okay. not recreate it with the same camera, with different cameras, <clears throat> tried it with and without flash. Like everything we possibly could do to make it happen again, and we've never been able to recreate it. Cardboard cut out of Ted Danson. Oh, I, I wish. I wish. That'll be the next, the next Three minute a baby there. for life. Yes. I'm so glad that you got that reference because I worry about it. This is too deep a cut of a reference, but I'm <laughs> no. really glad you got it. No. So but that's cool. That's like goes back into what you were saying that you all try to also debunk it. Absolutely. It, it's it's really important to try to debunk it because you want to make sure that you have something that's actually unexplainable. And I mean, and sometimes it just ends up being an air freshener. I have a great mm-hmm. story about, I took my nephew on another ghost hunt. Yeah, my husband's <laughs> laughing over here because he already knows what this is. This is horrible and you'll enjoy it deeply. So we went on a ghost hunt, Burlington County Prison, and it's another one with smells. And so we're in the basement and some of you have already figured out where this is going and it's terrible. <laughs> and they're like, there was a guard that was killed here. And so you hear sounds and bangings and you get like this smell of rotted meat. 
And oh, so God. like, we're all standing there talking all of a sudden this horrible smell just wafts over all of us. And we're uh -huh. like, do you smell that? And we're all like, oh my God, it's paranormal. And my nephew, 13 years old, bless him, says, guys, I'm sorry, I kind of farted. <laughs> so he, he let us for at least a good solid two minutes, like really breathe in that fart before he confessed. Right. And the ghost is playing a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was like Scott's leftover lasagna. <laughs> That's another horror story for another oh, day. No. <laughs> you know, like we always had work have those health fairs. Yes. So they had one yep. where they were giving out like healthy food and it was like a little like lasagna you stick in the microwave and have a lunch. Yep. Scott put it in his bottom drawer. At oh, yeah, with, no. with all intentions of eating it, I was going to eat it and I forgot it was in there. Yeah. And then he must have went nose blind because it lasted there for about two weeks. But yeah. it got to the point where I started thinking it was my feet smelling. Right. So I would have days of paranoid. work where I was freaking out, where people would come over to ask me questions, and I'd be kind of leaning back from them because I felt embarrassed. <laughs> oh, no. And then Lauren, because she's super honest, came over one day, and she just started fussing about what the smell was. And I felt horrible. And then, we, um, <laughs> then she was able to sense it was coming from Scott's desk. And it was that lasagna that he basically had left in there yeah, for two weeks. Yeah, I felt so bad. I had no idea. I had no idea yeah. Ryan was, you know, being paranoid and thought thinking it was him. And I, I didn't even know. I guess I guess I was nose uh, nose blind to it. I didn't yeah. even know. I took my shoes home and threw them down and said, "You fucked me for the last time." Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there is another story uh, involving the rooftop of Waverly that I find maybe even more cooler than the picture. Okay. And that involves uh, someone getting engaged on top of the rooftop. What? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, did, yeah. It, did, the, did the ghost of that nurse get engaged? Yes, they did. That's 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 the that's, plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So what happened? Who got engaged? That would be me. Aw. Yeah. I, Scott, you were on that trip when we got engaged. I was. Yes, you I were. Was. Yes. So we... Willoughby and I, because that was one of our first big dates, like we'd been together yeah. for a few months, but we went back every year right around our anniversary, our dating anniversary. And when we were there, he proposed to me on the roof of Waverly. Tina was actually the first person we told the owner of Waverly Hills. So yeah, it wasn't me. Really? No, okay. no we didn't tell anybody else because we didn't want it to like turn into about us. We wanted everybody to be able to still kind of do right. their thing. I stopped Ashley at a gas station on the way home. and I'm like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> she like threw a ring at me and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and so, what's uh, uh, really cool about it too, that rooftop, like I said before, it's so, it's, it's, it's just a beautiful view because it's like, yeah, when you go, the moonlight elevator, probably hits it well too, right? Yeah, I'm sure it does completely open so you go okay. when you first go up from the steps there's a little kind of room you can go into but then you go to the right or to the left and it's a it's, a, it's an open environment so it's very very beautiful nice and so nobody was there nobody got a good picture of it you know it's funny there were other people on the roof but they were busy doing ghost hunting things so they didn't even notice okay. it happened and he actually he put the ring in a pokeball so he like combined like <laughs> Pokemon, nice. and then there was some stuff in he, he made a Shining reference, like when he proposed to me, he said, would you be my wife forever and ever and ever? That's incredible. Yeah, That's amazing. Like, how do you say no uh, to that? You just No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. I would have said yes to him if he'd done it to me. Yeah, I would have too. And I don't even swing that way. Uh, me neither, but I don't yeah. who cares. But you know what? Willoughby's a great guy. He really is. He's a yeah. great guy. Yeah. I, I hit the jackpot and he, he makes cupcakes too. Like you just, it's a win See? all around. 
He just keeps sounding better and better. Yeah, that's and he he still has the same job from the last time I hung out with you guys. Right now, he's a night auditor for a hotel. He teaches bass at the School of Rock, and he's a videographer, photographer. So he does a little bit of everything. For any nice. of our lady uh, listeners, though, I'm sorry he is taken. Yeah, as <laughs> the story. Yeah, because 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 uh, Susan said yes. I said yes. Yes, but I know lots of like awesome single guys that I can still recommend if they're looking. Okay. There you go. There you got you any go. single lady friends? Wink, wink, nod, nod. Right. Hint, hint. I, I do. Nod, I have nod. a few of them. Well, you know what? Hook us up. Yeah, gotcha. Don't hook up Boston, though, because Boston is married to the lovely Kim. Yes, she is very lovely. You know what? This show in 2020, we're going to be matchmakers for the rest exactly. of the year. Matchmakers slash ghost hunters. That's going on my Heck resume. Yeah. Yeah. That or- should be a TV show. That should and, be. And- Your first date is you go to a haunted place together. You learn everything you need to know about each other. Like, can you trust each other? Are yes. they possessed? Like, this is perfect. Oh, yeah. I, I would watch this. Oh, my God. I would yes. watch it. We need... Okay, so in a few weeks, we're going to have my friend Mike alone, whose wife works for Netflix, and we're pitching this show. I'm dying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to call it. Boston, you're, you've come up with some really great names lately for us. What are we going to call this uh, ghost-busting dating show? Dating show. show. Specter of love. Yes. Perfection. Chef's kiss. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because that 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 seems like that is a brilliant idea for a show. I I just hope one thing you gotta know, like late lately we've became Hollywood. Like we've gotten seen we have we've talked to a bunch of LA people. We got to see like screeners for the new Walking Dead show. So we got a we're, lot of Hollywood insiders that listen to the show. What are you show saying, now. ladies? Is we're fancy AF right now? We I, are fancy AF. I wear a monocle whenever I tape. Yes, I think that's important. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 with quality right now. Yeah, Absolutely. and I eat the good kind of potato chips. Ooh. Like I don't <laughs> like get the Kroger brand? brand. Yeah, I get the Lay's ah, when they're on see, sale. But I get the Lay's. On sale. <laughs> yes. So okay, so the Waverly. Other than Waverly, what's your fa- What's the place that you've been to that's given you the most like activity? Oh goodness. I had a lot of fun at Trans Allegheny is really, really good. Now, what is this place called again? The Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. And where is this in? That's in West Virginia. So Okay. That's scary right there by yeah, itself. Yeah, I was gonna say by itself that's scary. Also, Bobby Mackey's was a lot of fun. Oh yes. Wait, Bobby Mackey's? That sounds yeah. more like a bar. It is. It, is. it actually is a Wait, bar. It is a bar? Yes. It's a Bobby Mackey's music world and it's a honky tonk bar. That is just happens to be extremely haunted. So like they'll do their honky tonk nights. Bobby Mackey still plays there on Fridays. I think they said, yeah, Fatter- Fridays and Saturdays. And then um, at night they close down and you can go in and ghost hunt and they actually have a mechanical bull you can ride. Nobody got well, on it though. Wait, while you're ghost hunting? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That, the mechanical bulls, those things are terrifying. Yeah. Oh, oh, say I, I would give me a ghost any day. I, I ain't dealing with that mechanical bull. No way. My biggest worry with the mechanical bull would be trying to get back up because, you know, they drop you on that little like bouncy thing. Yeah. I think it would be hard for me to get back up from that thing. So I think that would be <laughs> depending on how much alcohol you had. To... It looked like they basically had a gym mat underneath it. They didn't even have anything that was going to be really oh, soft. Wow. Yeah, there was no inflatable no. mattress. <laughs> no. no, it just so, looked like it was going to hurt a whole lot. A friend of mine, we went to Cotton Eye Joe's and they had the mechanical bull there and no one told us they didn't have the signs up saying that it was broken. Don't use it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. It was locked in at the highest setting. And so oh. we that. Yeah, she missed the mat. Oh, damn. Oh, she got one almost 
your wall. Oh god. It was she, she was trying to do like the sexy like the sexy slow ride. Huh. But you, yeah. you, you do you do on like the, the level one and <laughs> Ow. that's kind of amazing. <laughs> now you see that would be a ghost story right there. See, that's how my end would happen. I'd be trying to ride the mechanical bolt Bobby Mackeys and I'd be haunting there for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. But that reminds me, there was an episode of that ghost show where they scream at the ghosts, where they went to the Viper Room in L.A. and communicated with, in parentheses here, the ghost of River Phoenix. Did you uh, guys? You gotta be episode? talking about Zach. ghost adventures with uh, Baggins. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds Zach. like a Zach thing. I don't remember the episode, but the description is as Baggins as they get. Yep. Yeah. So, are there any of the ghost shows that you guys watch that you actually like? Old Ghost Hunters, I liked a lot. I like Paranormal Lockdown pretty well. Oh yeah, Which Paranormal one? Lockdown is good. Okay, is that where they go to like prisons? No, they they stay for seventy two hours in the same building, so they get a lot more chance to get experiences. But it's Nick Groff and what what's the other Katrina? the girl's name? I feel terrible. Is it Katrina? Yeah, Katrina Weigman. Yeah. Okay. I met them both at DragonCon. I should know her name. I know. Like <laughs> she's gonna listen to this and we're banned from the ghost hunting community. I'm sorry, Katrina. Oh you know what? Katrina, stay with the stay friends with them and we'll put you on our new reality show. There, there you, you go. go. The dating one. It'll be good. Yeah. Also, I have to give a shout out to Ghost love. Brothers. Ghost Brothers is one of the best. They're so good. So are they brothers that are ghosts? They're, they they are brothers that ghost hunt, and ah, um, okay. they actually did one here in was it Newport that they did the an investigation, but they go all around. But they're funny because they love what they do, but they also get scared. So there's a lot of comedy involved. Like they're just naturally very funny, but they go to really cool places, and they you can tell they take nice. it seriously at the same time. So I, I would love to hang out with them. I like Ryan's idea though of a show with two ghosts that are just brothers. That that would be awesome. I would watch that. Yeah, I think that, that would be fun. It would be really fun. Yeah, like they, they're doing brother stuff, you know? Maybe that's what the end of Supernatural is. Hanging out, being bros. Trying to prove that they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're trying to disprove their own existence. We believe that we exist, but we got to make sure. Yeah, we got to make sure. My roommate, I caught him one night around four in the morning. There's a TV show on Amazon Prime called Paranormal Porn Stars, where <laughs> oh, a bunch no. of porn oh, wow. stars basically go ghost hunting. Oh, man, there's something oh, for everything. Wow. I mean, yeah. good for them. I, I, yeah, good for them. Yeah, yeah sure. you're doing what you love. I did meet somebody that he had an idea <laughs> that he wanted to do ghost hunting with all drag queens. And I thought that that was probably the best thing I've ever heard, too. I would watch the heck out of it. Uh, Boston, what would that one be called? Queens of the Damned. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's good. Perfect. Oh, that's amazing. That's actually a good uh, Dragula and loving it. Um, there's actually a dragula on netflix right now it's like horror themed drag and it's supposed to be really good i haven't gotten to watch it yet okay yeah i usually like when they do that like during the during october it's like i think amazon prime is doing a bunch of bloomhouse movies hulu's got some kind of anthology show going on i think it's cool when they do that like during this time of the year Oh, yeah. I, I live for October just for all the scary movies and shows and stuff. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Same. Okay, Scott, go grab your Ouija board. Spirit board. Wait, what? Uh, Spirit board. Ouija's a brand owned by Hasbro. Same company that owns Nerf and Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, yeah, but mine's not Hasbro. I had my special made in, uh, from Russia. Huh. Whatever. Stop with the improv. Bring the board for something in the pinky. <laughs> 
calling across the spirit plane. We lift our voices in refrain. Spirits flown by northern air, hear my words without despair. All ye souls tossed to and fro over wretched Ohio. We seek the one not truly gone. Speak to us, O Bingamon. Sorry about that. Uh, (coughs) Man, fucking spirit world is too much smoke, man. (laughs) Anyway... Hey everyone, this is Bingy here, being summoned from the depths of hell, aka Ohio, to, I guess, talk about some personal recommendations when it comes to video games and movies in terms of horror. Sure, why not? I got nothing else to do. I mean, I am in hell. I love the horror genre. It is one of my go-to genres next to sci-fi and action. But I feel like I would take up a lot of time if I were to go into every single detail about a lot of things that I love about the horror genre. So I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum here about my personal favorites when it comes to both video games and movies. This is not a definitive list for sure. This is just my personal recommendations for something that I think that people would really enjoy in terms of playing and watching and get a good scare out of it. Starting off with video games, there are two developers that come to mind when it comes to a really good feel of dread and loneliness and the good old-fashioned scares that come to mind, and that is Red Barrel Games and Frictional Games, developers behind the Outlast series and Amnesia series, respectively. I'll go into brief details about the Outlast series and uh, not give away too much because I really want you guys to play these games. You play as freelance investigative journalist Miles Upshur, who receives an anonymous email that inhumane experiments are being conducted at Mount Massive Asylum, a private psychiatric hospital owned by the notoriously unethical Murkoff Corporation. When you start off the game, you literally are just armed with your own camcorder. And it's your job to record everything that you see, so that way you have a story to be able to expose this evil corporation. And of course, if you're familiar with horror tropes when it comes to anything psychiatric hospital-like, you know that it's going to be filled with a lot of people who are insanely brain damaged and also very violent and also they just want to eat you up and just kill you just for the fuck of it. And the worst thing is, you are unarmed throughout this entire game from beginning to end. You have no weapons to defend yourself at all. You basically have to rely on your instincts to hide from these enemies, otherwise you're going to face excruciatingly painful deaths. And as it progresses, you start to see more supernatural aspects of the game starting to come to life. It's a lot of fun to play, and its DLC is equally just as fun, called Whistleblower. And I don't want to give away too much when it comes to its DLC because it goes into spoiler territory. All I can tell you is that it is a hell of a ride from beginning to end. No pun intended. Now Outlast 2 is a sequel in its namesake because it's its own different story. I mean sure, you're still an investigative journalist and cameraman, but now replace the Asylum with rural Arizona, and replace the Murkoff Corporation with now an Antichrist cult. Again, not going into spoilers for this, but man is this game more messed up than the first one. Now let's talk about Amnesia. Set in the year 1839, you play as Daniel, a young man who awakens at the dark and empty halls of the Proasian Broomberg Castle with no memory about himself or his past. All he has is a note written by himself to tell himself that he deliberately erased his memory and to tell him that he's being hunted by the Shadow. The Shadow? The Shadow. 
If you're one of the few people who got that reference, hell yeah, dude. One of the key aspects of this game that I really enjoy is the fact that you cannot go throughout this entire game while being in the darkness because the character is afraid of the darkness. And if he stays in the darkness for too long, he can start to see things that aren't really there and it'll start to mess with his brain more and more. And like Outlast, you have no weapon to defend yourself against these creatures. So suffice to say, I like to play these kind of games where you feel completely helpless and you have no means to defend yourself. Just like in real life! I kid of kid, of course. Or am I? Now there's a short little DLC called Amnesia Justine that basically is a one-off kind of game where if you, if you get killed in the game, you have to start from the very beginning. It adds a little more challenge to it, and I kind of like that. Though it can be fucking frustrating at times. And then there was the sort of sequel, not really, but kind of implied in some way game called Amnesia, A Machine for Pigs. Set in London on Year's Eve 1899, you play as Oswald Mendes, a wealthy industrialist and butcher who awakens from a fever that has lasted for several months after returning from a disastrous expedition to explore Aztec ruins in Mexico. He starts hearing the voices of his sons Edwin and Enoch calling for him as they lead him through the different areas. As he starts looking for him, he starts realizing that he's not alone, and he's being followed by what looks like pig-man monsters, so man-bear pigs, I guess. This game to me is not as good as the first game, but it still holds it still holds up in terms of like its dreadfulness and loneliness. And at the time of being summoned here, Amnesia Rebirth just came out, and I haven't really had the chance to play that yet, but soon, very soon, I will give that game a shot, and you can expect me to talk about it in the future. Now if any of these games sound good to you, but you don't want to pay individual money for this, you're in luck because they actually have bundles for both Amnesia and the Outlast series. Give these games a shot, they're well worth the money, trust me on that. Now to talk about some recommendations for movies, there is one in particular that holds a special place in my heart because I remember as a kid being totally scared of this when I first watched it, but after watching it I started seeing it several more times and I truly enjoy it and it's considered to me one of my go-to favorite horror movies to watch, and that is Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. It was the TV series' first full-length feature film, and I could go into length about how much I truly enjoy the Tales from the Crypt series because of its use of great practical effects. But again, that would probably take up most of this episode's time. To give you a quick rundown of the plot, ex-soldier Frank Breaker, played by William Sadler, is the guardian of an ancient key that can unlock tremendous evil, and is being chased by the sinister but charming collector, played by his Billy Zane, a demon who wants the key so he can initiate the apocalypse. Breaker then finds himself at a boarding house in New Mexico where, with the help of its quirky residents, he plans to face off against the Collector and his band of ghouls preventing them from ever seizing the key. Both Sadler and Zane are tremendous in this film. While Sadler plays a more serious role in this, Billy Zane just chews up the scenery every time that he's on screen and it is just a blast to watch. And like I said, the creature effects in this movie are just amazing. It just... I know a lot of people have a bad thing against CGI nowadays, and I can understand where they're coming from, but practical effects, man, they, they still hold up to this day. And since we're on the topic of horror anthology, there are two series of films that I truly enjoy, mostly because I'd like to see different directors, different versions of horror. Those series of films are the VHS series and the ABCs of Death. The VHS series is a series of found footage films that are all stored in VHS tapes. This is a story about a couple guys trying to find girls to have sex with, only to find out that one of them is a demon girl, a young married couple being stalked, 
A group of friends go into the woods only to be killed by a supernatural slasher. A woman's apartment apparently being haunted that's only being shown through computer video chat. And a group of drunk friends go into a house party only to find out that they are in the middle of an actual haunted house. This film and VHS 2 are a lot of fun to watch, especially if you're a fan of horror anthology. There is a third film called VHS Viral out there, but uh, it's disappointing to watch and it's just not as good as the first two. The ABCs of Death is, again, another horror anthology series, but in a different sort of way. Both films are divided into 26 individual chapters, each helmed by a different director assigned a letter of the alphabet. These directors were then given free reign in choosing a word to create a story involving death, and a variety of deaths range from accidents to murders. So yeah, I love a good horror anthology. I like seeing directors' different versions of death and accidents and twists and turns. I, I, I really get a kick out of it. So yeah, those were my personal recommendations for both horror video games and horror movies. If any of them sound good to you, by all means, give them all a shot. They're well worth the time. Unfortunately, I have to get going here because I have my own, another version of Hell I Need to Witness. A new Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> So until next time, guys, this is Bingy. Keep on gaming, and have a happy Halloween. All right, so that's actually a really good segue. So before the show, I think, I don't actually, I don't think I asked you, Susie, and uh, <laughs> Ashley, because I'm a bad, I'm a bad host. What are some really good, what are your favorite, like, horror films? Ooh, Susan's probably going to have a lot more knowledge on those than me. I'm more Great new work. school on most horror movies. Oh, that's okay. New school is fine, too. But is it like also, and also a second, second follow-up question, is it hard because of like, especially if you do watch a ghost one, because what you guys do as your hobby, is it hard sometimes watching and going, oh, you know, that's not going to ever happen. No way a ghost is going to be scared of Pac-Man. It's already dead. No way it's going to run. <laughs> I mean, I still jumped at some points in paranormal activity. I'm not going to lie. I'm not above that. <laughs> the, the only time that I actually have a problem where I'm like, Poof, is it oh, always demons. It's always demons. Yes. Okay. And like always like satanic panic stuff. Like that's the only time I'm like, sheesh, they went here again. But other than that, honestly, I love me some cheesy, campy stuff, so I really okay. enjoy a good cheesy ghost movie. Like any good examples? Th these aren't cheesy. I actually tend to like a lot of Asian horror, so the okay. original Grudge, uh, Zhuan, yep. Shudder, which is the original Thai version, not the one with the kid from Dawson's Creek, because just <laughs> Wait, wasting your time. Which one was Shudder, and which kid from Dawson Creek? Pacey or Dawson? <sighs> Pacey. It was Pacey. Okay. I don't remember his real name. He's, he's known as Pacey. He's, he's Pacey. That's fine. Just like Darius Rucker will say, I'm, I'm not Hootie, guys. He's you're, Hootie. You're Hootie, bro. You're, you're Hootie. Yeah. Just you're yeah. Just, yeah. Shutter, the Thai version, is probably one of my favorite of all times. And it's basically a photographer. And he starts seeing ghosts in his pictures and tries to figure out where they're coming from. Okay. The same filmmakers made another film called Alone that was about I, conjoined twins that were separated, and then the one starts haunting the other, and it's really good, too. Oh, so one of them dies during the separation? Yeah, and that one's really interesting. Okay. Classics, though, Poltergeist, the original one, of course, because I'm a purist. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I love Poltergeist. That one still holds up to me. It is still scary. Oh, as a kid, that little the little lady in that movie... 
Oh, oh Zelda Rubenstein? She her. freaked me out as a, as a kid. As a kid, she freaked me out. Oh, yeah. I, I can see that. Um, also, old, old stuff, too, like The Haunting. Uh, st- like The Haunting of Hill House was based on a book, which was based on an old film. And the original film, I think, is still fantastic. Pretty much anything with mm-hmm. Vincent Price. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Vincent Price was awesome. Haunting of Hill House, yeah. Okay. My husband was like, you meant this, right? And like, <laughs> That was actually, a, uh, has anybody watched the second season of, of Hill House? I have not. I started to watch it and immediately realized it was based on A Turn of the Screw. And I was like, ah, it's yep. been remade. How many times did we find out? 30, yeah. 35 times. It was just remade earlier this year with Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Yeah. And the original still the best. So it's kind of like, bah, I'm going to finish yeah. it. But I liked the first season really well. But I started yeah. Haunting of Bly Manor and I just could not stay focused. It was all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that seems to be the general consensus that a lot of people thought the first one was like one of the best shows of that year, and this one has just been like a real disappointment. It's not perfectly splendid. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you see what I did there? I see what you did there. So, Ashley, you said you like more newer like horror ghost stuff, right? I suppose. I mean, I like Sinister, and like I like The Ring. I don't know if that counts as new, but. Now, think. Sinister was actually just a part of a big news story that just came out. Really? A scientific study, yeah. A scientific study determined that movie, wait, shoot, sorry, I gotta, I'm scrolling through this looking for it. Sinister is the ultimate horror film. Really? The study conducted by Broadband Choices tracked the heart rates of 50 people of different ages who watched over 100 hours of scary movies. After that exhaustive research, they were able to narrow down a list of what they conclude are the 35 most terrifying movies ever made. So Sinister was basically like the average heart rates. The ju- the highest jump was 131, I guess, beats per second. Beats per minute. A second would be probably killing you. Yeah. And that was the, the biggest jump scare. Uh, this will be fun. Let's see if we can name the top 10. Ooh. All right. The we'll top just go 10 around jump scares. The- Yep. The, no, the top 10 ultimate horror movies, according to this panel. So they watched each movie in 5.1 surround sound. 50, the 50 people consumed over 120 hours of horror movies, each fitted with a heart rate monitor to measure which movies got their blood pumping the most. So Sinister is number one. I say, uh, dude, yes, uh, two has to be Dude, Where's My Car? You know what? <laughs> Close. That was 20. That, that was 69th, and they high-fived. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Do you have one, Susan? Oh, I mean, Exorcist is going to be on there. They're going to absolutely oh, have yes. to put that on there. Oddly enough, no. What? what? The Exorcist was seventeenth. Seventeenth. You do hear people say that it's more stressful than it is scary. How yeah. about Halloween? Halloween is not in the top ten. It's fourteen. Yeah, hmm. Ashley, do you have a guess? Is Hereditary too new to be on there? No, Hereditary <laughs> is number four. Yes. Yeah, I can All see right. that. Okay. Good God. Yep. Good girl. It had the highest spike was 109 beats per minute. Boston, do you have a guess? I mean, it sounds like it's because it's based on jump scare metrics. So, Five Nights at Freddy's apparently needs to be on the list. Oh, Five um, Nights at Freddy's oh is terrifying, and I love it. I can't. Yeah, I, I won't do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Us is on the top ten. No, Us did not make the top twenty-five. Well, shit. If we're going yeah. for jump scares, what about the descent? That one is. Ooh, you, so you, well you're on the board, number nine. Yes, I made uh, it. That movie is so good, and it's like one of those. Get out. 
get out is not but uh, no actually it is 34th okay 34th yeah. does kim have a guess is kim listening kim are you there kim has the list up over there um, okay so no kim okay kim doesn't count anybody else want to make any guesses before i break it down what about some of the saw movies that seems like a prolonged heart rate increase or maybe None some of the, the Saw movies, actually. Really? But like the old school, like uh, Friday 13th or, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, any of those type of things. Friday the 13th made it 28th. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street, which I guess would be the original, was 13th. Hell what Ranger? about The Conjuring? That's a newer one that has some good Ooh. jump scares. Not the first, not the first, but the second. Huh. What about Hellraiser? Hellraiser. See, I don't think the Conjuring. second Conjuring was scarier than the first. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, because the second... Is The Conjuring 2 the one that's in London? Yeah. Yeah, I maybe that jump scare there may have been when she turns around and sees the old man in the chair. Well, go ahead and read us the list, because I'm, I'm dying to know what else is on there since they're mixing some of the good ones. We'll start 10 and go up. Okay. 10 kind of surprises me, The Visit, which I think was that visit. one, the M. Night Shyamalan one. Yeah, where with the, the grandparents, yeah. Yep. Nine was The Descent. Number eight, and I love this movie, The Babadook. Babadook is so oh. good, yeah. Yep. Yes. I'm on board with that one. They actually did that on a podcast I listened to with Paul Shear, and they said you can actually buy, they actually made the book. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and then number seven was The Conjuring. Six, another decent horror film, I think, of the last 10 years, It Follows. That was such a good movie. Oh. I love that they made it where you could not tell what time period it was. So good. Yeah. And like the whole entire social disease kind of, yeah, oh, yeah. it follows. Yeah. And what makes that one really good to me, too, is because it gets to that point where no matter what scene it's in, you're always looking at the background to see if you can see the monster like walking towards them. Yeah. Because it, it takes the different guises of people. Number five was Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah. uh, actually, I, I lied here in a second because I'm not good at reading. Four is Hereditary. Three is actually the first Conjuring. Oh, yay. <laughs> I feel redeemed. Uh, yes, you should. <laughs> Two is Insidious, and one was Sinister. Weren't Sinister and Insidious made by the same people? I think those are both, are they both Bloomhouse movies? I think they might be, yeah. I think that they have at least some production that's in common, because they're very similarly styled. Yeah, and Insidious actually had the highest spike. It had 133 beats per minute to Sinister's 131, but I guess everything else, like the resting beats per minute and the movie beats per minute the average kind of like what gave sinister and i guess with sinister there are some pretty wicked scenes in that movie there are i mean and the soundtrack alone on that really makes it a lot spookier like they really did a good job using soundtrack to build up tension there's a poor couple that will never be the same and that was in the theater with us when we saw that (laughs) really my mother fell asleep watching it and it was a very like quiet pin drop moment of the movie and my mother started oh. snoring really loud and the couple behind her i'm pretty sure pissed themselves like <laughs> they hollered <laughs> uh, okay that's amazing that's awesome yeah one that's i'm on here but i thought was kind of kind of low texas chainsaw massacre was 15 really yeah that's one as a child that freaked me out because the first time i saw it was when we lived in texas my dad let me watch it the night before we were doing a camping trip with the Boy Scouts. Oh, oh no! Yeah, nope. so I was freaked out, and I was telling the Boy Scouts when we got there, "Go, bro, you guys got to listen to this. Like that happened like five miles down the road. That's what my dad told me. And one of the camp people had brought a chainsaw, no. and he went out in the oh, woods no. and started revving it up. And I 
basically pushed over somebody to get to the tent. <laughs> Although, you know, that's a bad move on my part to begin with. I mean, obviously, yeah, let's let's ignore the fact that I pushed over a kid to get the safety. But sure. <laughs> but a sleeping bag is not gonna a sleeping tent's not gonna help you from a chainsaw. No, not even a little bit. No. No. It's not. Boston, do you have any horror movies that you really dig? I mean, I'm a I'm a huge fan of found footage. Okay, same. My one of my favorites. It it's kind of weird because it's still one of my favorite movies, but I now despise this specific type of genre. Okay. Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters is so good. Mm-hmm. It really is. What's the premise of it? It's the idea is they are, that they're ghost hunters, and okay. so they're doing the ghost hunting thing. But they're on like episode ten, and they've got nothing to show for at all. Mm-hmm. And so they go to this asylum that's supposed to be the most haunted place in the in the area, and LOL, real ghosts, and they get trapped inside the asylum for effectively like 24 hours like they don't like they can't like they can't uh, it goes through like you know time warps and everything warps and it's just a fun little thing and i, I like how they kind of play on the the ghost hunting tropes like the yeah. psychic they bring in is full of shit okay and then later he gets beaten to death by an invisible ghost that he can't see oh and like it's just a lot of a lot of like the ghost hunting tropes they play with in that fashion but it's kind of weird because now i'm I don't know. I've been on a kick recently where I want to see more movies that do. I personally refer to it as horror fiction. Okay. Where like Star Wars is science fantasy, right? No yeah. one really cares how the Force works. It just works, and we have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. It gets awful when they when they actually try to start explaining. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Star Trek is science fiction. You yeah. want you know it's in this this futuristic technology has become mundane. Like, I would love to see a movie or, or a series where, like, everyone's just used like, like, Ravenloft in D&D. Everyone's just like, no, no, vampires, they're real. They're right over there. <laughs> they're right over there. We have to hang garlic every night, keep them away. Uh-huh. Got to call the exterminator. We got a pack. We got a nest of vampires. If we forget to put the wolf bane out, werewolves come and eat our trash. Like, <laughs> a normal part of day-to-day life. So the werewolves are trash pandas in this world? <laughs> yes. Okay, that makes sense. But no, you're right. The found footage ones are great. I like. There was one a few years ago. I can't think of the title. It's like set in like the catacombs. I think in Paris. Uh, down below, or as above, so below. I think is what it's called. Yep, yep. That one is awesome. I love that one. I really like that one. There's one that is in a submarine, and I like. Ooh. Let me ask Willoughby. Below, you see, that's the one I'm thinking of. It's really, really good, and it's not appreciated as much as it should be. But is that the one with Twilight Girl? No, is that her name. No, oh, you're thinking, you're thinking underwater. Uh, yeah, you're, this one is. It's got like Bruce Greenwood in it. Isn't Zach Galifianakis in it? It's really bizarre, but it's about a submarine. What? Yeah, I'm what? so serious. A weird role for him, right? Yeah, why would you let Zach? I would. Okay. Yeah, I, I would not want to be stuck in a submarine with Zach Galifianakis. So I'd be like, I just got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's the horror film by itself. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was actually produced by Aronofsky, Darren Aronofsky. So in, okay. But it's set in 1943, and it's them in a naval submarine. It's Okay. I really don't want to tell you too much, but it's so good. Totally worth the watch. Back when Zach was still kind of up and coming. Yeah. Okay. Before he was known for that 
Also, there's a mockumentary from Australia called Lake Mungo. I recommend that one too. Lake Mungo? Lake okay. Mungo. It's about this girl who dies and her parents start investigating her death kind of. And they start mm-hmm. finding her ghost in pictures and stuff and learning more and more about her. It's really interesting. You mentioned getting ready for like what your favorite horror movie was. So I was looking up stuff on Grave Encounters and how it like had a $150,000 budget and grossed like $5 million. Mm. So below, the budget was $40 million, 600000 at the box office. <laughs> that sounds about oh, right. Uh, that stinks. That it, but it must have found an audience probably at home then. I, th- I think to some degree, um, whenever you get really into horror, you'll pretty much watch anything at a certain point whenever start, stuff starts to get thin. And this yep. is just one of those that we stumbled on that I don't feel like it got enough appreciation for how good it actually was. Is it streaming anywhere, Boston? So I'm looking up right now. Looks like Amazon. Looks like Prime Video. I was going to say, it. I think it's on Prime right now. We actually, now this is, we got it on DVD. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> no, that's what you do. If you find something that you really like that's kind of like, obscure you want to support it in any way you can i can imagine the the dvd commentary is just like we don't know why we cast galifianakis we lost money oh yeah it's probably like you said this movie was 2002 yeah it was was a while back so that's before he really was zach galifianakis up and coming yep scott do you have any that you really dig like horror films i mean i i kind of go back toward the exorcist because I, I feel like it's it's holds its own now. Okay. Uh, to this day, you know, I just think it's it, it's it was back in the seventies, and it it could be it could be better than some new horror movies now. So that's oh, yeah. kind of like one I would say is probably a gem. Do one you, of my favorites. Did you watch the TV show that Fox did a couple of years back? I did not. I never watched that one. Did Did you guys? Um, did anybody else watch it? I started to watch it. Honestly, and I hate to admit this, but I would put it on before I went to bed and kept falling asleep, so I never really got to get into it. Okay. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I really dug it, and it actually basically tied itself in well to the first film. Oh, like if, okay, you, if, that's you, good. if you get into it, the second season's a, a standalone story. I think it became anthology, but the first uh, the first season I I thought was really good. There's a show on right now on Netflix that you can stream called The Evil. And I, I really recommend that oh, one, too, because it's about yeah. this. I think she's a psychologist or a psychiatrist, something along those lines, and starts working yep. with the Catholic Church to either disprove yep. or prove stuff. So it, it, it's really good. Yeah, it looks, it looks really good. It's got Luke Cage. Luke Cage is in it as well, I think. Yeah. Yep. Became a, oh, and it's, uh, yep. like Bronwyn Priest instead of a superhero. <laughs> yep. And it's got the main villain from Lost is the is the creepy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Yep been uh whatever his name is yeah no that that's a good show evil and it's like the whole thing is on netflix now i think so i think it's all on netflix i don't know if they finished it yet because i'm still catching up okay speaking of like horror shows that really disappointed me i started watching it but as the seasons progressed i've just disliked it more and more was american horror story I, I'm going to agree with you on that one. It started off really strong. The first season with the house with murder house was really good. No. I like parts of two, but I think they spread themselves too thin. The last yeah. one I really loved was I liked freak show, but okay. I was kind of, I might be alone in that one, but the twisty, the clown yeah. story was my favorite on that one. Ashley probably won't watch that one because of that. No, I did love the, freak show. It like broke my heart with like ma petite. And that one is probably the last one I actually did like. Coven was enjoyable, but not for scary reasons. I thought the hotel one was decent, but it went too long, which seems to be the big problem that that show has. And then I liked Apocalypse, because Apocalypse brought back Coven. 
mm-hmm. and wrapped and it all in that time yeah. loop. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I will have an unpopular opinion. I, I, I need to back that up a little bit. I don't remember okay. what the season was called, but when they do the one where they film the reality show. Yep, I know which one. Yep. Yeah, I, I actually, when they went into the second half of it, it got good, but the first half was so Roanoke. Yeah, when they started it, yep. it was a little too slow to get started, and I think they lost everybody before it got good. Yeah, because the second part of it becomes like a found footage show, right? Yeah, and I liked the way they did that, and they recast everybody. So yep. like everybody you had seen was actually actors. It was it was neat. Yeah, yeah, because it was one of those ones where it was basically three different takes. Like the first one part was like just like a show where they were in this house and they were discovering, and then the second one became found footage, like reenactments, and then the third part of it was like a legal show with like the court hearings and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it was really bizarre, but you know, I I kind of liked that it didn't go the way that I expected it to, and. Yep. There were parts of it that I really thought were well done, but I agree with you. I think they just take it too long. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. They've got to like, stretch it out so much, and then they lose storyline because of it. Yeah the 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 last season, the one in the 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 horror the camp the camp one. I was like, how is this going to run for nine episodes? I never found out because I left uh, like episode three. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, did you watch? Was it Scream Queens that Ryan Murphy also did? Scream Queens was amazing. It was so good. Uh, I loved the sheriff lady. She was hysterical. I like the main actor dude that was very smug and, and cocky. And then I like, is her name Emma Stone? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Scream, Scream Queens was amazing. My favorite thing was the, the deaf girl that they had that was a huge Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's the first thing. Scream Queens was the first time they brought in Princess Leia's daughter, right? Yep. Yeah, she had she started out on that show and then she moved over to American Horror Story. I guess when Scream Queens ended. Yeah, uh, Scream Queens was a was amazing. Now you all, I think Ashley and Susan, you guys are gamers. Yep. Yep. All right. Do you have played any really good horror games? This is Ashley's territory mainly. <laughs> okay, Ashley, what's a good horror game? Oh God, I'm mostly <laughs> lean towards zombie games, so. I like, okay. of course, Left 4 Dead and Dead Island, The Last of Us. The Evil Within, oh. that one with the invisible zombies was pretty unsettling for me in some parts. <laughs> oh, God, I bet. Did you play the Left of Left Last of Us 2 yet? Oh, yes. Susan Did actually popped okay. that for me. Aw, good job, oh, Susan. Well, well, she's my bestest friend. I love her, so of course I did. I, I just finished it this week. So many years for that to come yeah. out. Oh, did you? And you finished it, right? Yes. Okay. We're, we won't spoil it because Scott, like a fool, has barely played it. Yes. Not because I don't like it. I love it. I've just been like, on the Dark Souls series recently. I just finished it. And I got to tell you, like, the, the way it tells that story is incredible. Like, you start the game really hating Abby. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the game, you're screaming for Ellie to, to let her live. <laughs> it's crazy. It Help. was well, a roller coaster that, of emotions, oh and yeah, wow. and I was it's, just like, I don't know what I feel. Is this empty? Is this just? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely just, it, loved it. it. Yeah, it's just one of those games you start thinking this way, but by the end of it, once you kind of see both sides, yeah, I I really hope because this does feel like a trilogy. It does this feels I definitely know, like it should be a trilogy. They can't it leave is. it where it stopped. That there's got to be more. Oh yeah, it's it's got to be more. So I guess we'll know in about what seven years because I think it's been seven years between the yeah. first two. <laughs> right. I can't wait that long again. Yeah. No, 
So you mentioned Dead Island. Now, Scott, you also dig Dead Island, right? I do, but I, although I like the one they did afterwards much, much better. Oh, crap, now I'm losing the name. Hang on. It's the zombie parkour game, right? Yeah, the zombie parkour game. For me, I can't remember what it's called. Is it the one with, like, you go through the mall? No, no. Uh, By the way, I like that pun there, Scott. It's a zombie game, and for the life of me, I really yes, thank you. It wasn't even intentional. Dying light, (laughs) dying light. That's what it is. I never got to play that one. Oh my god! If you like Dead Island, so it's made by the same guys that did Dead Island. Basically, Dying Light was what they wanted Dead Island to be. So they had a lot of restrictions and and things when they were working on Dead Island. Mm -hmm. They didn't when they made Dying Light, and it is by far my favorite zombie game of all time. Is that the one Uh, where at night, like they get quicker or something? I remember something about this one because I used to watch the trailers for it before it came out, and then I think I never got either the console or whatever that it needed because I didn't go like next gen until this year. Susan got me a PS4 just so I could have the last of us. Susan's a good friend. She's amazing. She's a great friend. Do yourself a favor and get that on PS4. If you like zombie games, I promise you, you'll love it. Oh, that's and dangerous. What's it called again, Scott? <laughs> it's, it's called Dying Light. Dying Light. Yeah. Okay. It even has a mode, too, where you can actually play as one of the creepy little, uh, I don't know if you can call it a zombie. It's some kind of a creature that, that comes out at night. and You actually can uh, stalk and hunt other human players. Uh, you know, it's very, very Ooh. cool. Yeah, I've yeah. spent countless hours playing Left 4 Dead. And oh, yeah. Yes. Dead Island, I did play, but I remember like the hype when it came out because that had that preview trailer where they, it all went backwards and everybody lost their minds. And I felt like they just rushed the game because I got into it and it just was not what I was hoping it would be. I liked yeah. things about it, but it, Me too. it, it, it yeah. had lacking areas. I yeah. felt the same way. Like I liked it, but it was like... I, it's just it felt like it was missing something you know I, I could never put my finger on it but once i played dying light i was like okay this this is this is what dead island well, it should have been i think for dead island it wasn't really like any story line for me it was the fact that i like to be a melee player in zombie land and i <laughs> like to build all the things that they let you build in dead yep. island yeah now, all yeah. that is all that is in dying light and and more Ooh. Ooh. I'm telling you, it's and it it's looks like it's cheap love. too. I just looked on oh, the PlayStation yeah, yeah. I think it's like, store. I think it's like twenty bucks now for yep. like the whole thing, like the whole collector's edition, which has oh, the expansion wow. and all the uh, updates. Uh, it, I, I, I think you should you should play it, and the next time we'll have you on, we'll give you a re- we'll let you do a review. Oh, all right, there Ooh, you go, Ashley. I like that. Yeah, you see, we're giving you homework. Exactly. And- Susan's homework is bring me some Jackie's Dream chicken. Oh, you got it. <laughs> Sing yeah, it. Susan's, Susan's homework for me is uh, I'll take a new PS5, please. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, well, please. She gives, her, she gives her friends uh, awesome gifts, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is now. Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, I was going to say that right now, what I've been playing, I, I wasn't going to get a PS5 yet because I just got my PS4 not long, well, about two years ago, I say, you know? Okay, yeah. But um, I have. Resident Evil 7 with the VR headset. How do you do that? It, oh, how, it's a nightmare. How are you, it's a nightmare. Yeah, how are you brave enough to do that? Because I, I tried it and nope. That was going to be one of the games I brought up. Yes. That's a it, big nope for me. It Like, uh, Wolby can tell you, I just about peed myself at least at one part oh, of yeah. it. And that, and I get a little bit motion sick, so I have to pretend like I'm walking while I'm in the chair. Otherwise, I'll... I'll get a little sick in my stomach. Oh, um, I also, and it's funny, and we brought it up earlier, and I still haven't been brave enough to play it, but I got Five Nights at Freddy's on VR, too, and I just, I can't. Oh, I want to play that on VR. I just, Screw that noise. 
<laughs> so it's oh, one of the man. scariest games I've ever played. And it's, I, I'm like, uh, sure, Resident Evil 7, but Five Nights at Freddy's too far. No, I can't. <laughs> like, I got the VR before last year, and it freaked me out too much because I'm like, I'm too much a setting duck if somebody tries to come in my apartment and kill me. That right. It's just already too much intensity for me to also be playing a scary game in it. Um, I did the Until Dawn one. Oh, yeah, the, I have the, that one, too. Yeah, the roller coaster yeah. one. And that's about as far as I wanted to go that uh, no, too, too much for me. Um, Boston, have you been playing any good or got any good recommendations for horror games? Uh, I've not been playing too many horror games, uh, although I have. Uh, Alien Isolation downloaded off the of Game Pass. Great one. Um, Epic Game Store is going to be giving out Players of Fear 2 uh, for Ooh. free next week. That's the um, painting one? Yeah. Okay. Um, which I've been meaning to, Kevin and I have been meaning to sit down like, on just, especially like to record ourselves losing our shit to horror games. <laughs> huh. I, I still recommend, uh, still recommend one of the, the old school, one the, the number one horror game in my heart. Um, Silent Hill. Oh, oh, good call, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that first one is Silent amazing. Hill. Yeah, forever. Yep. Pyramid Head. <laughs> well, that's just the weird thing. Is like, I like I know Silent Hill Two is where we get Pyramid Head and a lot of like the classic iconic stuff, but getting chased down that alley, no weapons, by a bunch of babies with knives, <laughs> cannot cannot be beat for that feeling of just helplessness. And you go, like, I have to die. Like, Mechanically, I have to die here. <laughs> uh, it's bad enough that it's babies chasing you, but give them knives too. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That seems a little bad. Yeah, no. The first Silent Hill is an amazing game. It just sucks that Konami won't do anything with it anymore. There's one game that I keep hoping they'll remake, and it, it is not easy to find. It's called Eternal Darkness, and it was on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, so good. Oh, yep. yeah. That is a personal favorite of this podcast. Oh, yep. yay. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 we good bring call. it up a lot. It's uh, it's that good of a game. It's one of those games you're like, think, I don't know if Silicon Knights is still a company, but you think that IP would be easy to pick up. It should be. And I actually got a GameCube just to play it because I still had Ooh. a disc from like my nephew took our GameCube. Whenever, mm-hmm. so I was like, Psh, I got it. So Willoughby could play. I'm like, you don't understand. This is the best horror game out there. Oh. And he broke the controller in the first couple minutes. So I need to get another one. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> what did it? What did the game do to freak him out? I don't even think it really got into it yet, man. Like he didn't even see like the sites for uh, that they were going to be shown. So um, he's just he's got big old meat paws. He's just stronger than he knows. I get it. He's like he's. He's he's too he's too strong for that GameCube it's controller. Just, yeah, I just got to get a tougher one for him. But yeah, yeah, I'm really excited because he doesn't know a whole lot about it, so he gets I get to watch him experience it. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh so and that was one of the best things too. I mean, the internet had started kind of was around by that point, but when I played it, I went in like without looking at a lot of the spoilers about like the crazy psychotic stuff that can happen to you during it's the break so good it's so good so brilliant and nobody and it's weird that nobody's even tried to like ape it uh since that game came out and like i'm gonna say 2001 yeah, yeah. yeah um... what year was eternal darkness boston oh man oh it's i'm gonna guess 2001 2002 yeah somewhere around there and that's not right you know uh, what? 2002 2002 <laughs> Okay, God, so that game is 18 years old. Well, what were you saying, Ryan, about no one tried to what? 
no one's tried to ape that since then, have they? Um, so I, I haven't heard I haven't heard of anything any any remakes or remasters, but I know that one of the issues and we've we mentioned it before on the show, um, Silicon Knights patented that specific sanity sanity system. Oh, okay. Like it, they that's why there's not been anything that's quite like like there people have come close, but nothing's been quite like it because they patented all those uh, different aspects. Is Silicon Knights still even a thing? I don't think so. I think, because I want to say Silicon Knights was... Because they lost a lot of money on that game they made that was supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah, because, uh, right, the, the one with uh, Two Human. Yeah, yep, they Two lost- Human. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be the greatest game of all time, and yeah, nothing. Yep. <clears throat> also, I did not know. Two Human, Two Furious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that they did the blood omens. Uh, oh, blood omens. yeah. See, I'm I'm looking. I think I'm looking at Wikipedia too with you. Their last game was X Men Destiny, and that was okay. 2011. So, oh, wow. yep, they were gonna do three two human movies. I remember because they um the guy who ran whoever the guy was that ran Silicon Knights um kind of got into a big fight with NeoGaf, like was mm. a big message board at the time. And they basically made it their life's mission to destroy him and two human. And I think they must have achieved because I think that game was bad. Uh, I mean, don't mess with the nerds. We'll take you out. (laughs) They will. But that's crazy. Who somebody that means. okay? so if the company folded, um, because then they also had a battle with Epic Games. um, I wonder then who owns the rights because they did. They filed for bankruptcy in 2014. We should get the rights. That's what we, we should. should. They're a Canadian company, so it's probably not hard to get the rights. You probably got to chase a beaver or something. If you beat this beaver in a race, the <laughs> the game rights are yours. Or if you uh, just ask us politely. Yeah, can I have it? Okay, guy. Okay. Um, it renewed. Nintendo renewed the trademark in 2014. Oh, really? Oh, really? Hmm. As, uh, at least as of 2015, Nintendo still owns the rights to Eternal Darkness, uh, as well as the patent for the Sandy Meter. <sighs> Hmm. That's one of the always the frustrating things with sometimes with Nintendo because they're um, a Japanese based uh, company that I don't think they give a lot of times like they don't give um, retro studios as much credit as they probably should. And probably this game, too, because it's not like a it didn't start originate as a Nintendo product. I mean, uh, I mean, and you look at the the popularity of this game, I I say popularity, but there's a lot of us out there that still love the game and it's still selling for like 40, 50, sometimes over a hundred dollars for an old copy of this game, just because it's such a good game. They're really missing out. Yeah. Like if they uh, remade this for like the switch, it would, it would, it's obviously 18 years old. So um, it's basically a generation, a few generations old. Yeah. Remaster would blow. I think it would sell really well. Oh, I think so too. I think I think it's, I, I think it's a shame that it hasn't been done. You know what? I think our podcast is where is where this starts. Exactly. New TV game uh, show and bring back Eternal Darkness. Yes. We got a lot of stuff on our plate. We also this, have to reunite uh, reunite the uh, acapella group from uh, yeah last, traffic uh, jam from the last episode. Yeah. You know what, Scott? We got a lot of our on. plate. We got to stop piling stuff on our plate. This uh, isn't Thanksgiving. No. Uh, hey, we're we're giving people, man. What can what can we say? You know say? what we are. We, we're we're kind of saints, and that yes. is. We, I had no segue here, but we'll start uh, wrapping the show up because we've just hit one thirty. See, Boston, I'm a good host. 
I do want to throw out a couple of movies uh, that I, I want your opinion on if it's, well, the first one. Well, the okay. first one is The Mist, uh, and mostly because of the how fucked up the ending is. I uh, liked it because it. of that, and I liked the yes. black and white version better. Okay, uh, I'm not even going to go into the into ending of it because it's that messed up. Uh, but I I want I, I wanted to throw out that one. Now, Scott, do you remember when you not when you and I saw that in the theaters? I, d- I d- and the kids man, in front I of d- us were kind of being sarcastic and trying to make fun of it at the beginning, so we threw oh, popcorn at them. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. If yeah. you have not been to the movie theater with Ryan Shipley, you have missed out on life because <laughs> he, he's he's the nicest guy ever. Aww. Except, except if you're in a movie theater and you have your phone out. Oh yeah, me yeah. too. Same. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he is hardcore. No. He, he does not cold yeah. punches. <laughs> yeah, it's I, amazing. Yeah, I, I see things in black and white, and that's one of my. Uh, that's a black area. You can't. You should have right. your phone. Why are you in that theater if you're going right. to be on your phone? Yeah, um, that and don't don't talk to each other the whole entire yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not. Like, um, I, I have a story about whenever I went to see the Fog remake, which already, you know, I'm having a bad day because I went to go see the Fog remake. <laughs> yeah, that's um, all you. <laughs> like, but, you know, I, I already forked out the money to be there. And I think I yep. had to be in the front row, too. So, like, there were things oh, that were working against me. And the entire row of guys were talking behind me. And I may mm. have threatened them slightly. Good. That's what you have to do. You're yeah. like, look. We're all in this together. We could at least support each other during this awful movie. Yeah, like right. we need yeah. one together during tragedy, not separate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come together. Um, you had any other ones you want us to tell you, are uh, Scott, or is that was it? Well, I, I'm trying to figure out if, if I would consider the Aliens a franchise as horror. Uh, yeah. If so, I have to bring that. Yeah. up. I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's I, amazing I'd say at least the first two, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Now I know the third one. I've never seen the third one, but I heard it's very controversial. Yeah, uh, that was where she. Let's see. She's by she herself. Was, she was by herself, and I think she was already impregnated by. Uh, yeah, she's gonna have an alien baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that was one that got that wasn't as popular. That would have been a great episode of Maury Povich, where the aliens. Ah, <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, it no, would. Are you What's thinking that? of three or the four? Because there was also oh, the wait. one with uh, yeah. Maybe it is four. Maybe it's four. It no, is four. The third is the one where she where she's pregnant and it ends with um. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but third one is when she's pregnant. I think I, I think you might be thinking of the fourth one with the shaved head because that's with Winona Ryder. No, the fourth one is where she's like a clone. The yeah, maybe uh, Aliens Three versus Aliens Four. Which one was the one where she was okay. pregnant with the alien? Are you asking Sari? That was four. I'm asking Willoughby too. Technically both. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Because the way I remember it, and this is a spoiler, it's a old movie, is that she kills herself to stop the baby from being yes. born. Yeah, she jumps into yes. the, the hot, it, very Terminator 2-esque. Right, 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 right. Okay. Because and then the four, third one was the one with Charles S. Dutton <clears throat> in it. Okay, and then... Okay, those new ones, that last Aliens movie was the worst Aliens movie I think I ever oh, saw. Oh, no, I liked them. I hated it so much because it reminded me. So, okay, so first, you're not going to go down into the 
into a dungeon with a creepy dude that a creepy android and he goes hey <laughs> look in that pot and see what's in there yeah, you're not going to do that don't you king shame me if i choose to do that that's my own business you know what i i'm sorry but i have to but it's just like one of those movies where it's like let's take um kid camp camp counselors from the friday the 13th movie and throw them into an aliens movie and see what happens <laughs> and then make all the dumb decisions <laughs> oh yeah uh, i mean like dumb decisions cool. do have to be made i mean it, like that's true yeah. if you have all intelligent people for the most part you're not going to have a horror movie yeah, yeah that's a good now, point. I, I like prometheus up to the point where they couldn't outrun the the wheel by going to the side lord yeah. <laughs> yeah that was just the weirdest thing um but no aliens is definitely uh i think horror scott okay good yeah that's gotta be up there then yeah i actually have an aliens tattoo i have a face hugger on one of my oh, legs and it says free hugs on it because i'm that guy that's fantastic. you know what before we do our uh our plugs well let's do plugs before we do our recommendations where do you okay. work uh susan i work at studio 617 tattoos in Maryville, tennessee I manage what the do job. I, I'm a manager. I do not do tattoos, so okay. But I can hook you up with the guys that do, and so you want to keep me happy because you got to go through me to get to them. Yeah, gotcha. you have some really good tattoo artists. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky for the the people that I get to work with. Because <sighs> how many tattoo artists do you guys have there now? Um, we have three and an apprentice. So um, the main three are all award winning. We've traveled all over the country. Uh, Mikey Newblood is actually a horror. Uh, tattoo artist he does mostly like he'll do a little bit of everything but his entire room is nothing but friday the 13th and halloween and everything it's okay. like a little haunted house room in itself so he you want some horror work that's your man okay that's yeah awesome. and uh i think i'm friends with one of them uh chris yeah chris is the owner of the shop oh chris chris is the owner okay yeah, chris ford is the um, owner and the he's he was the originator he's the first artist there okay those um wood burnings that he does are just incredible they're gorgeous and they take him forever. Oh my gosh. I just I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, the one he just did with the Joker was over 200 hours of wood burning. Oh my God. The, the one that I really wanted was that Stan Lee one, but it was a little bit more than I had to spend. Uh, but that Stan Lee one was incredible. Yeah. Uh, the Stan Lee one he actually has hanging up in his uh, room at the shop. So okay. I get to see it every day. So I keep meaning he, he might make prints of it eventually. And if he does, I've got you on my short list of people to contact when that happens. Yep, that's but nobody's bought it yet. So just wait it out and hope that yeah. like he'll bring the Tell price him. down a little bit for you. Start being hint sent Henry to go, man, you know what? I bet we could print money if we made prints of that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but so or you could use the like reverse uh, psychology here, where you would be like, "Hey, you know that that looks really bad here." You might yeah, want to get rid of it. this is embarrassing. Our 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 store. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that Ryan Shipley guy? He's really nice. He said he'd take it off your hands for five bucks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But, like you, you know, honestly, you should pay him to take it. Yeah, um, and he those five bucks. He he's gonna write that in a check, but he wants you to wait a few weeks before you cash it. <laughs> yeah, just, <he's, laughs> just a little, just, little bit. Yeah, just just a little bit. All right, but this is the part of the because uh, I said I was gonna be good. Um, this is the part where we just recommend something, guys. We'll go around circle. Um, it can be a TV show, it can be a movie, it can be a video game, anything that you want to recommend somebody to check out while we're living through pandemic times. Uh, Scott, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, so if you have a lot of free time uh, and you know, you're stuck at the house and want a, a very good challenge, uh, the Dark Souls series is what I've been playing recently. Uh, okay. uh, and I mean, like, I have not never died so many times in a video game probably <laughs> ever in my life than I have in the Dark Souls series. Like the first one, I probably have over 100 hours in the game probably over a thousand deaths uh, easily oh, uh, it, uh, but it's it's so fun though uh but i also do like 
a challenge a lot in video games. So if, if you're, it's not a series that I would recommend if you are opposed to any kind of a challenge and dying a lot because that will happen. Um, but it's really gratifying to you know beat all the bosses and get through it. But yeah, I highly recommend the Dark Soul series. Okay, excellent. Uh, Susan, do you have anything to recommend? Um, so let's see. I'll give you two. So the nice. first one is Fatal Frame series. If you have never played Ooh. those before, they are one of the best uh, horror ghost kind of series. They're hard to get your hands on and they're older too, but you can find mm-hmm. some newer versions. But Good basically call. it's all with like an old camera obscure and you take pictures of the ghosts and that how you defeat them. Really yeah. good atmosphere game. Um, nice. The other yeah. thing- And it's very obscure. <laughs> it, it is very obscure. I'm very like hoity-toity with my horror. Yes. <laughs> Um, the other thing that I'm going to plug is I actually am dancing in a pole show this Saturday and, oh. uh, it's a masquerade theme. So we have quite a few horror related acts. So including right. mine is, uh, okay. actually like pole dancing is probably not what you would expect it to be, but that's, it's called masquerade. It's with sheer inspiration pole fitness, but, uh, it's live streaming. So that way you can stay from the comfort of your home without having to be out in COVID world and still get okay. to get a good show. And in case right. the, this episode, this episode may air after Saturday, but if you send us the link to it, yeah, we'll put it on the um, we'll put it on the uh, the main board tonight. Yeah, and I mean it might be available afterwards for a few <coughs> days too. A lot of times they'll do that as well. So okay, awesome. Yeah, and uh, next time you come on, we'll have to talk about that because like watching your journey um, with the the stripping, the, the stripping <laughs> with the pole. <laughs> Um, I'm so white uh, with the pole has been kind of inspirational. Sometimes those pictures of you with the bruises and the ter- termination, it's incredible. And you should it really, really give yourself a awesome. You, you give yourself like a pat on the back for that. You got it. Thank you so much. Yep. Give yourself in fact, two pats on the back. I'm going to give yeah. myself two pats on the back for the stripping because like, I want to put that on a shirt now. That's like my favorite. Yeah. Nice. Let's do it for the stripping. Um, all right. Uh, Ashley, do you have any, it, oh, amazing. Um, is it taboo to recommend a different podcast on this podcast? No, it's... Well, wait, there's more than one podcast? <laughs> this is the only one I've heard of. I thought no. we were pioneers. Weird. <laughs> who, right, am no, I, no, who, we, who is this podcast and who am I suing? Yeah. <laughs> now, as long as it doesn't like... Uh, no, no, it's okay. What's the podcast? Uh, Radio Rental. I enjoy the heck okay. out of it. It's... um. And what is it? So it's this guy who's kind of, he's playing a character who's like in an old video rental store. And so he basically pretends to put in a tape and he's um, playing interviews of people that have had like weird encounters with like a serial killer or like it could be some paranormal or supernatural experience that they can't really explain. Oh. But it's really interesting how it's told. And I like it. Okay. There's not a lot hey, of what's it um, radio rental. Uh, but, the host no, is actually Rain Wilson, too, by the way. He's doing a character what? called Terry Carnation. Oh, yeah, it's so yes, good. Yes, Terry Carnation. I oh, couldn't okay. remember. I'm checking that out, then. Nice. Okay, that sounds awesome. Yeah, That's it's really, really cool. I guess there's two podcasts out there now. That's weird. <laughs> so It better stop yeah. it, too, damn it. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't. Well, you know what? Here. There's a third one. Geeks Inherited the Earth. We like them. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Yeah, so I guess there's three, but that's it. Okay, that's three. You guys Sorry, Mike. Out together. Sorry, Michael Shibley. Because I know he listens to the show and it's going to break his heart. So you know what? His um, what's his show called now, Scott? Uh, Boston. Uh, it's back to Man in the Arena. Man in the Arena. Yep, that's right. Back to where All it right. needs to be. So now we're up to four. And one, yep. One of these days, that Foggers and Shenanigans show is going to update. Oh yeah, there's five. Yeah. 
Um, that, by the way, if if you guys like a fun D and D podcast, that one is amazing. Um, okay, the new episode will be up soon. I promise. I promise. Aww. You know what? Yeah. You you're doing a lot, Boston. You yeah. you are a jack of all trades. Yep. Just and like Ashley. You. Yep. All right, Boston. Do you have any recommendations between? Um, I guess your one recommendation would be not not take on two podcasts. <laughs> crazy, crazy anymore. Uh, actually, I, while I haven't got a chance to play them yet, um, I do want to let everybody know that Ancient Gods Part One is now live. The the first of the Doom Eternal DLCs. Ooh. Uh, Story based DLCs. So you want to check that out? Uh, Amnesia Rebirth. The Remaster slash reboot of Amnesia. Uh, okay. Ooh, that was a good game. Yeah. I don't think I remember those. Da, 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 ding. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, good. <laughs> oh. yeah there. that's right. That's why I get paid the big bucks. That's why uh, you're close. Right. So is it is it a remake? It's a remakes, uh, Boston. It's not like uh, a new one in the series. Uh, let me double check because I, I I feel like I know it's getting good reviews. I read IGN's review before we came on. Okay, no, it is. It is apparently a new, a new. Uh, it is a new edition. Okay, so awesome. A new edition in the series. So. Okay, and those both are live now, right? Uh, they're live now, as okay. well as uh, for those of you who aren't necessarily might want something not too scary or spooky. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack Seven is now live. Ooh, <clears throat> um, I saw a, a friend of ours, Michael Dean Anderson, was playing it on PlayStation last night. Did you say Dean? <laughs> Did I say Dean? It's not Michael Dean yeah, Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to see him cosplaying Negan. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Um, what's the one that you just got finished playing, Boston? That you recommend that I download on the Switch? Uh, well, I don't know about this. Oh yeah, uh, uh, detect, Dark Side Detective. How is that? Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it. It's a point-and-click adventure with some pixel graphics. That's not too. It's not too moon logicy. Like okay, you can. I only had to look up an answer once because it was. <clears throat> most of them are pretty pretty straightforward. Okay. Um, you just got to make sure you look around a lot. Um, although one of the games I've been playing a whole bunch on the Switch, whenever I was using it, uh, Super Mario Thirty Five. Oh, okay. So that's that's really. Uh... It's fun. Uh, it, it is quite a bit of fun to just grab the fire flower and murder everything that the, your enemies are trying to send at you. Okay, that's like a kind of like a battle royale uh, Mario game, right? Mario yeah, and, and murdering actually, things. <laughs> what? Mario murders. Think about those all those Goombas he's murdered. He has. He is a serial killer at this point. He should be brought before the Hague for crimes <laughs> against humanity. There needs to be a, a like a, a documentary on on him based on all his serial killings. Yeah, Mario is a mass murderer. Right. Especially if you uh, was it in the original in the original uh, in the in the original game manual they mentioned that all of the blocks that you're breaking yeah. are the citizens. What? what? No. Well, yeah, all the blocks that you're breaking. So Mario's uh, committing genocide. Wow. All across the land. Yeah. So, and he kills things in in weird ways. Like he jumps on top of their heads. He basically curb stomps all of his enemies. Yes. He yeah. American history X style executes. Yes. Them. Childhood ruined. Thank you. Yes. That, that's you know we just speak that we speak the truth on this podcast. We, we can't hold back. You know. Yeah. Um, Does that mean we have to cancel Mario now? No, because Mario games are so fun. 
Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't anything. It's fun. Here at BRB, we are. We condone the violence as long as it's fun. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, Speaking of fun, I'm going to recommend a movie that was made during the pandemic called Host. Oh, that was really good. I liked that. Yep. Um, I think it's on Shutter. Yeah. Um, It's basically uh, six friends actually invite the intention of a demonic presence during an online seance seance okay it's everything that unfriended should have been like <laughs> like it's yeah. yeah pretty much yeah i really enjoyed the second one dark web i like dark web okay but yeah you're right this is way better than unfriended yeah yeah i need to try dark web then but i, I watched them yeah i'm like oh, the host was better oh yeah I, don't, sure. don't don't accidentally watch the Stephanie Meyer's Twilight movie instead. No, thank you. <laughs> and if you do get caught watching the Stephanie Meyer one, you can pretend that you meant to watch this one. Exactly. Like, oh, I just picked the wrong movie. There's also a really cool, cool um, like monster movie Asian film called The Host that yep. I highly recommend as well. So yeah, by by the guy who did Parasite. Yeah, just make sure there's two out of three hosts are good. <laughs> the third one's just straight up garbage yeah like <laughs> so you've got you're rolling the dice of, so, of picking yeah. the right one you know yeah two out of three hosts ain't bad exactly two out of three hosts recommend this like that's what meatloaf said at least <laughs> and I, so, before you before we end it ryan i just want to yeah. go back to i uh, mentioned something that was brought up earlier because i love it so much so and yeah. that was uh, resident evil 7 and vr okay I, I want to make that my second recommendation, even though I already had my turn. Uh, you know but, what? You you're a host on this, Scott. Well, you don't I, have to break. You can break. I don't. Rules. I'm not the host with the most, like you. But you know, that's I try. true. But Resident Evil Seven in VR is probably the most intense thing I've ever experienced in gaming in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I highly recommend. Yes, it is. Just the first little uh, battle you do with the, with the little zombie uh, girl was more epic than any, any first fight I've ever had uh, it, it, in any wow. video game. It is phenomenal, and I cannot stress it enough <sighs> how much I recommend it. I am proud enough to say I'm too much of a coward to do that. <laughs> um, so, but you know what, Ashley, uh, Susan, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, you've thank been you awesome. Thank you for having yeah. us. Thanks yeah. for the invite. This was fun. Yeah. You're very welcome. And, now you uh, can in return invite us out to Jackie's Dream soon. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we like to go on Sundays. Okay. Let um, me know. Um, probably, actually, I believe this Sunday is probably going to happen. So hit me up. Okay. Um, and actually, don't forget, you have homework. This is the first time we've assigned oh. homework out to a guest. Done. Okay. Hot chicken for everybody. Yeah. And that was like the last time I went to Jackie's was when they were still in the old place. And I made the mistake. That was when they were in the old place. And hopefully, they're no, they're no longer there if somebody had stolen some of their air conditioning equipment. Yeah. They had like a really rough time. But they're actually closer to my house now because uh, fate was good to me. They're about a mile away uh, over on Woodland Ave. So nice. that's another big plug. Jackie's Dream in Knoxville, if you want some soul food, and it is delicious. Yep. And they are the nicest people and they're mass compliant. So I love them. Yep. And they nice. make really good Kool-Aid. Really good Kool-Aid. They mix the flavors and make magic. Oh, it's so that good. Phenomenal. Uh, but the time I went, I made the mistake also getting the hot chicken. So it was 93 degrees outside. There was no air conditioning inside. And there was a Medea movie on TV. Oh, I <laughs> remember. I, I, so Ryan was so miserable. I remember him telling me about this. That's how much it stood out. <laughs> yes. But the chicken was still worth it because it's amazing. Um, yeah. But all right. Um, speaking of amazing, we've been amazing, guys. I guess the next time we'll join you will be after the election. So that, that could be scary in its own way. <laughs> um, make sure to vote, guys. If you haven't voted yet, 
go out. I know the lines are crazy right now, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, there's nothing as scary as not voting in this time. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Send us home, Boston, or do I don't know. We don't have any cool phrase that we say at the end. <laughs> <laughs> we got to come up with something cool. Boston, put us into orbit. Our, uh, send us hasta, home. Hasta la vista, baby. Um, I mean, guys, what, what are, why won't you just say BRBAFK? Yeah. How about this? Oh. It, yeah. it, it might be copywriting oh. issues, but can we say the yippee motherfucker? B, no, I like B-R-B-A-K-A-F-K. I forgot what that stood for by this point, but I like that. <laughs> All right, Boston. Yeah. Baby Ryan and Boston's awesome fun kingdom. How many times? How many times? Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. All right, Boston. So we're going to get quiet, and you're going to sign us out. Until next time, Internet, we thank you so much for joining us. We have been uh, BRBAFK, and we will see you all in the next one. Good night. Love you. You see the Lord curse my soul for killing that poor man. There ain't no choice, so you must try to match me shot for shot. If you win, then you'll go free. And I can find it. Because so I imagine. My, go, go ahead, Ryan. Scott. No, you go no, ahead. No, go ahead. No, well, go but ahead. my buddy that I took with me for the first time. You know what? That's fine. I can fucking work with that. That's perfect. Okay. Lightning effects, Sprower. Yeah. I, I will. I'll find some spooky effects and. I just put a center saying lightning effects. <laughs> Rain, chains rattling. <laughs> I kind of I like that better. Okay. Boom. Yeah, let's, just do, let's just do some noises. Let's do some spooky noises. Yeah. Uh, ghost sounds, uh, chains Ooh, on um, bats flapping their wings, <laughs> uh, so much random, darkness. Random knocking on the walls. Yeah. What, is, what is the sound of darkness? Ooh, Basker Hill, Basker Hounds in the background somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, creaky Door, door. Doors slamming uh, shut on their own. Yeah. Um, Gedalia knocking over people. <laughs> <laughs> Random strange noises we can't explain. Bingham <laughs> on.